And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. What's up, hustlers? Welcome back. It's Andrew Morgans, founder of Marknology, here as today's host of Startup Hustle, covering all things e-com, Amazon, entrepreneurship, you name it. Today, we're going to be talking about what is Amazon GeoRank? And today's guest is Eddie Wheeler, actually calling in from Medellin, Colombia, which I'm excited about. I'm also in Colombia here in Cartagena. Uh, so we're both on the same part of the world, just different cities. But before I jump into today's show, I want to give a shout out to our, our sponsor. Today's episode of Startup Hustle is powered by FullScale.io. Hiring software developers is difficult. FullScale can help you build a software team quickly and affordably. It has the platform to help you manage that team. Visit FullScale.io to learn more. Eddie, welcome to the show. Yeah, glad to be back. Yeah, it's good to have you back. Um, why don't we do just a little recap um, for you? I know we've got a different topic today, but let's give a little recap for our audience in case they didn't hear your first episode on Startup Puzzle. Um, just a little background on you know who you are, um, you know your your place or your kind of history in the Amazon e-commerce industry and, and uh, overall entrepreneurship. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so I'm Eddie Wheeler. Um, I'm the founder of Guava Listings, which is a Amazon SEO and listing optimization agency. I have been traveling around the world for the last six years, living in different countries as I go, uh, Vietnam, Thailand, Mexico, and now Colombia. Um, so yeah, I've been in this industry for a few years now. I've started off launching my own Amazon product, uh, which failed. Launched a second product, which did uh, pretty good. But through that process, I uh, realized like my um, my natural skill in listing optimization and SEO and stuff. So kind of just went forward with that. Freelance for a while and then started the agency Guava Listings. And now, and now I'm getting into the world of geo rank yeah i'm actually super excited to talk about that i don't have a ton of knowledge on geo rank so um i've heard things here and there but i haven't really ever dug it into myself so i think it's going to be super useful um for our audience talk to me just about um maybe your own definition of what geo rank is and why it matters to to amazon sellers yeah so i mean my biggest my biggest tagline here is that you've been lied to about keyword ranking right and that is because most of the major tools are only showing you one keyword rank right if you type in um you know just example from off my desk a white water bottle let's say you're selling a white water bottle you type in white water bottle miami and you might be ranked number two and maybe that's what one of the major tools is and you think you're good you're getting your maximum organic sales because you're ranked in the top, you know, two or three for white water bottle Miami. However, uh, you could be ranked 27 in LA. You could be ranked 100 in New York even, right? And you can still be ranked number two in Miami. And that might be what's showing on the main keyword tool that you're using, but that's not reality because 
actually it's all these different there's actually 1100 different micro markets where you can be ranked differently depending on uh that that market okay so for me as a seller um and i know that this has existed i think a big part of it has to do with fba right and where your inventory is um in that market um talk to me why that matters and what that relationship looks like yeah. So yeah, it is all about really where, um, inventory is sent. So it's, um, you know, this has been around since 2018. There's just been no good way to track it, um, until now, but, um, essentially, right. The, um, if, if you have a lot of inventory, if Amazon is sending a lot of inventory to the nearest warehouse to Miami or the warehouse in Miami, your products are because there's more demand there. So it's kind of like a chicken and egg thing. Let's whatever reason your white water bottle um, has been selling well in Miami for the past year. So they're going to send more inventory there. And because it's going to get to the customer quicker and cheaper for Amazon, they're showing your products higher ranked, right? You know, higher up in the organic search results than maybe some competitors that, you know, don't have as much inventory there. So what you need to do, right, is it, once you can get the information, right, that's uh, where you're not doing so well or where you're only doing like, okay, right, it's to try to drive up demand in that area so that Amazon will send, you know, it's, it sends the signal to the Amazon algorithm um, for the, for however they distribute their inventory to send inventory to that, to the, the, the next area, right, so to the area that you're trying to focus on which will over time bring your product up in the keyword rankings there. And I would think that's mainly driven by the fact that Amazon wants to, um, what it's like power of suggestion, right? So if they have, if they have three other brands like yours in stock in that area, it's going to be cheaper for them to show a customer those competitor products so that their shipping fee is lower on FBA because right as a seller, your FBA fee is set. And so for them, it's it's a lower distance or, or a shorter distance, so to speak, for them to get the product to the customer. So they're saying, hey, in our best interest, let's show them these products um, yep. and try to push these products. Exactly, exactly. So what you know, so that that's what's the, in their best interest, right? So and so they're saying, for whatever reason, let's say like it's like I said, your product has a history of selling well in Miami. They're going to send more inventory there, and you're going to show up better there, but. You might be in Texas, you might be ranked number 20, right? So um, how it's, how do you get, you know, or, you know, for your main keywords, you might be ranked 20 through 30, let's say. So it's like, how do you get um, Texas to, um, you know, you, how do you get Amazon to send more inventory to Texas? Well, again, it's about generating demand in Texas and really even specifically, like, what, what, sort of demand you need to generate in Houston, what sort of demand you need to generate in Dallas, right? And so first off, you need the data, right? So like I said, until now, there hasn't been a way to um, to track this um, because all the major Amazon tools have only shown one keyword rank. Uh, but my par- what my partner has developed is a geo rank tracker where you can actually now go in and see the different, um, you know, where you're ranking for certain keywords across the whole country. So now that you have the, that's, data, it, yeah, go ahead. Super inter- that's super interesting to me. I will say that I've used some of this data in a different way um, in the past, in the past, um, in regards to like, let's say, let's use this as an example. So 
um, if I'm able to get the zip codes of my customers, like let's say over a year's worth of time, um, and let's say I'm selling a food product, okay? Um, I'm then able to use those zip codes as information for me to approach specific grocery chains or retail stores in that area. So like, let's say, for example, I'm selling a bunch of 90210 in California. I can then use that data, approach grocery stores in that area, say, hey, I've already built a big presence here. You can see a lot of my Amazon customers are coming from your zip code. I think you would, I think my products would do great in your store and kind of use that as a data point for conversations. Not necessarily attached to the keyword ranking on Amazon, but definitely using like where we're ranking or where our sales are coming from as a way to help us in a different part of our business. Um, Trying to understand exactly how you would now grow your rank in those cities, let's say Houston or Dallas to stay with your example. I would have to assume that that in order to do that, you're going to have to employ um, off Amazon strategies of some sort to, to grow yep. a market share there. What are your thoughts? Yeah, that's that's exactly it, right? So now once you have the data, right, now that you can make informed decisions of where to kind of, uh, where you're going to market, right? So obviously, unfortunately, um, Amazon PPC at the moment does not allow for geo-targeting, but essentially every other off Amazon PPC platform does in fact allow you to like pick locations right for your ads and stuff so you would be able to target houston you would be able to target dallas right so whether it's facebook google tiktok pinterest right whatever whatever that you're using and whatever is relevant for your audience right or whatever you're good at already right of course you know if you don't have any of those skills you might have to still you you know you're gonna have to learn how to do facebook and google ads etc but if you're already good at one of these things, like there doesn't really need to be that many changes, right? However you were ranking your product before, it still works. It just needs to be like specific at a certain location, right? So running the the Google ad directly to your your ASIN, right? Now you're gonna get now, you know, once you generate demand, right, you're going to get um and you're sending a um you're sending people right to your listing right from the ad directly. That is, and they buy, let's say they add to cord, they buy from that. That's a third order ranking impact. So it's kind of spreading out uh, the ranking uh, juice, let's say, across all of your your keywords. So it might not be enough to like get you from page, you know, uh, get you from rank 50 to the top 10, but it can still, it can push you up certainly from page two to page one, uh, from the bottom of page one to the bo- you know, top of page one, those type of things. Now, I'm not advocating for this, right? Because obviously it is super gray area, but if you're somebody that still does search, find, buy or anything like that, and you want to take on that risk, right? You can run a search, find, buy um, through like a Facebook ad in Dallas, right? And then that's where you can really like, you know, really uh, jump up in the ranks quickly, right? That's just, you know, a side note if you still do that sort of thing. But in the end of the day, even if you're getting a third uh, order ranking impact by just sending um, you know, your Facebook, you that Facebook traffic directly to your Amazon, uh, page, and it's all in one specific area. Well, then the algorithm is going to recognize that there's demand now in Dallas, and therefore they're going to send more inventory to Dallas. And, you know, over a certain period of time, you'll see that you start to, your, that product starts to r- rise in the keyword ranks in the Dallas area. That makes a lot of sense to me, Eddie. And just thinking with you uh, on these on the strategy, not just like how it works, but how you would 
um, you know, change the impact in that area. I would assume that how many different um, areas did you say there are? So there's, there is like 1100 micro markets. I don't want that number to scare anybody because it's still right. A bunch of, you know, one bigger city can have a, maybe even different micro markets and they tend to be pretty close if they're in the same city. Um, really what you want to do is like, maybe just like focus on the big population areas, you know? That's, that's what I was thinking as well would be like, okay, so let's say, um, you know, you get the new app coming out from your partner or you find a way to track geo rank for your different keywords. I would assume, um, different products do better in different areas. Number one, for sure. Number two, um, you know, like sunscreen is going to do better in hotter States, right. For example, or different things like that as a silly example, but, um, also it, it would seem that, okay, the Dallas market, a big market, um, you know, California, uh, you know, a big state with lots of people in it. Some of these States are to be number one, let's, you know, let's say in Delaware, it's not going to be as impactful as being number one in, you know, California. And so if you're targeting those areas, um, maybe harder competition to get that keyword ranking than if you're going after a sub market and ranking number one in a smaller area. What are your thoughts on that kind of, uh, maybe it's too early to tell because, you know, these things haven't really come into play where people are really, um, you know, and in a big way across the entire Amazon industry, people going after like how to improve these ranks, but just thinking in theory, um, it's almost like a long-term long tail keyword versus a short tail. Yeah. And also in the markets. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it really depends. Like I think, um, with, you know, with this app that's, uh, being released, right. And it's really just to get you the data and then, you know, you're going to have to experiment with different ways, right. To, you know, with, you know, now you're going to, you know, have to experiment with different strategies. You know, I was on a podcast earlier this morning where we were already like formulating other ways to use the data. So, um, it's really going to depend on you, um, what your marketing budget is. So like that might be a sound strategy, right? If you are a smaller Amazon seller, well, maybe it's easier to go in and dominate the areas like Wilmington, Delaware, and down in South Carolina. Maybe it's easier, um, and less expensive to, to start ranking there where California might be, you know, LA and New York might be really expensive. So, um, you know, and I think it also depends on your product, right? I don't want to say that what I wrote, what, you know, what I just said as absolute facts. Um, you know, I think the main point is just like, you know, getting the concept out there that GeoRank exists and then kind of letting people um, come up with different strategies using the data, you know? Yeah, something else comes to mind um, uh, a little bit, a little bit offshoot, but I'm really pulling in like kind of this concept of GeoRank and thinking of all the things that it affects, right? And um, one thing that I've noticed, I think Vanessa Hung, another thought leader in the Amazon space, uh, was talking about this. We were discussing, um, essentially like in certain areas of, of, uh, warehouses, you know, you can get items that are, they're not necessarily following the protocol of first in first out. Right. And so you get inventory in some warehouses that's moving slower because let's say it's in Delaware versus, you know, a, a big city, uh, in California. And so you're starting to get long-term storage fees or um, different things like that because the inventory is not moving. And if you're aware of this, you could actually like open cases with Amazon, present it to them that, hey, you need to move this inventory or, or hey, you should be selling this inventory first. So I'm not getting hit with these fees. And a lot of that can kind of go under the radar if you're not, you know, if you're not very aware of your inventory because the geo ranking is really 
an offshoot of the FBA inventory and then yeah. wanting to move or not move that inventory, right? And so uh, while it hasn't been, how do I rank number one for these keywords in this area? Instead, it was my inventory is sitting in some of these submarkets much longer than other areas. And that doesn't make sense to me. I'm just sending it to the warehouse that they're telling me to send it to. Yeah, yeah. And then it's on Amazon to move it around. So why should I be penalized for them moving a bunch of my inventory to a slower market, right? Yeah. Um, so that's one of the things that I've learned through the years, um, especially especially if you're moving large quantities of inventory, like you're a big seller, that's happening a lot more often than if you're like a small seller starting to figure out your markets. Um, but super, super interesting stuff because I think, um, I, I guess to the point of the myth, like there's no, there's no myth about it. I 100% believe in it. It's more a matter of like, what data do we have access to and how do we utilize it and how do we, you know, force Amazon's hand in some regards to, um, you know, to make that happen. There's so much, there's so much intentionality around how do we rank well for these keywords and to know that maybe you're ranking in one market versus, you know, the other thousand ninety nine is is a little insane to me yeah yeah but you know it's so again like i don't want that number to to scare people right because it's really i think like if you can kind of just think about it in clusters right so of course yeah there are 1100 different micro markets but um you know there's you know there's obviously different population clusters that are going to have similar ranks because you know they're all being served by the same warehouse or warehouses right and um, yeah, so it's just it's just really a matter of like how you want to slice and dice the data, right? Um, you do you want to double down you because like this this app right will show you there's different like ways to view the data. There's a map of the US where little bubbles pop up to show you where you're ranking for a certain keyword for one product. Um, there's other ones that show you uh, like the range right on a certain day, you know how, you know, so for example, right, your product could be ranked again two in Miami, but one hundred seven in New York, and it'll, it'll show you that range, right? So it's like, do you want to focus on the the keywords that are ranked ten through fifteen? You know, what's that range? You get them all up to you know one through five. Do you want to you know, oh, you're doing really bad in Texas. Do you want to just um, focus really hard on you know? getting your rank up in Dallas, Houston, Austin, these types of places. Um, so it's, it's really, you know, how you want to slice and dice the, the data and, you know, figure it out from there. No, I th- super interesting stuff to me. I'm a little bit, I'm a big part nerd. So um, just understanding like how to leverage it and what to do with it is what really pops into my mind as I'm not the one having to make the app. So I don't have to think about that. Yeah. I'm more so thinking about how I use this software and how it's going to be advantageous for, you know, for our customers. Um, I want to I want to transition just a little bit to um, some of the myths out there and some of the things like you have a you have a very powerful newsletter. I think we should talk about. Yeah. Um, before I do, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor once again. Finding expert software developers doesn't have to be difficult, especially when you visit FullScale.io, where you can build a software team quickly and affordably. Use the FullScale platform to define your technical needs and see what available developers, testers, and leaders are ready to join your team. Visit FullScale.io to learn more. So. Talking about these myths in your newsletter, um, you know, starting an SEO and then just like really pushing and getting more and more impactful in our Amazon space around SEO. When did geo ranking first come on your radar? Is it something your partner brought up to you? Is it something you guys stumbled across? Like yeah, how did that, yeah, yeah. you know, get, get, get on your radar? Yeah. So, I mean, geo rank itself has actually been around since 2018. Um, Amazon's just more, it's even just getting more and like doubling down on it even more. 
Um, and there's several articles out there where Amazon is kind of, they don't, they don't call it geo rank, right? They, they call it the, you know, they're just talking about how they show, uh, products, uh, to customers, you know, um, that are, you know, they show the products that are closer to them. Right. So, um, that's what they're kind of saying about it and how it's, you know, making their inventory costs and shipping costs more efficient and everything like that. Um, but yeah, it came up to my radar. Um, yeah, my partner who's been working on, um, this, this data and this tool for a few years now, um, he approached me about it um, because, yeah, he just kind of saw my work with Amazon SEO and listing optimization and just kind of wanted to get my opinion on it and kind of help um, with getting the word out there about GeoRank in general and then about uh, the actual tool. So I've um, been working with him very closely over the past few months. Um, I have, like you mentioned, a, a, a geo rank specific newsletter that I've been sending out and, you know, guys, like I'm, I'm still learning a lot about this myself. Right. And I'm sure once the tool is released, people are going to come up with all different ways to use it. So I'm going to be using that, that newsletter, you know, to just, you know, bite-sized education about geo rank, about the tool, about how you can use the data. And, you know, as more stuff comes in from people like, Hey, like I use the data like this, right. I'll, I'll get it in my newsletter. Um, so yeah. Awesome. How can people, um, you know, sign up for this newsletter, uh, engage with the newsletter. What's the best spot for them to, to find you and sign up for that? Yeah. So, um, you know, perhaps there would be a link on this episode. I'm not sure, but, um, if not, you can go to guavalistings.com where we'll have, um, a page dedicated to talking about GeoRank. Um, and then the sign up link will be at the top of that. And also uh, most likely a pop-up on the website um, about signing up for the GeoRank newsletter. Um, and then you can also always email me at eddie at guavalistings.com. That's guavalistings.com. Um, and yeah, we'll get you uh, all signed up for the newsletter. And then, um, you know, we could always hop on a call about it as well. Of course. And uh, we'll definitely have the links in the, in the show notes, the show bio. Just wanted people to know that are listening, like where they can find that. I think that's one of the best ways to digest information. I'm definitely participating in quite a few newsletters that I think are just, it's a great way of getting that bite-sized information and learning more about it as you go. Because um, even just the way we've taken this conversation in several directions, I think there's a lot of ways it's going to be um, utilized and things like that. So talk to me about, uh, I guess, the timeline for the tracking app when it's going to come out. Um, what, when we should expect to be able to, you know, to see that, to use it, to utilize, to sign up. Yeah. So it should be coming out within a few weeks. Um, just still just some bugs that are being worked out by my partner. Um, so, you know, it's, uh, early for anyone listening to this at a different time, it's, it's early or uh, November, 2023. Um, so we should have that out within the next few weeks. Um, hopefully maybe by the time this podcast is actually released. Um, but I will be, you know, I'll be, I'll be signing, I'll, I'll be like hosting um, several webinars, teaching people how to use the tool, what they can do with the tool and all that information, you know, the information for those webinars will be sent out via the newsletter as well. So that'll be fantastic. I, I'm personally excited to use it. Um, I have my own brands as well as like, you know, customers of Martinology that I'm sure would be very interested in this information. So, um, you know, we'll have to do um, I'll have to do a podcast after the fact, after I've, after, after I've actually sampled the software and seen some of the things that we can do for it and really talk about some of the ways that it's impacting, um, you know, our businesses currently. Yeah, talk to absolutely. me just as, as, as we round out, um, you know, as we round out the show, 
you probably know this better than me, but what are, because I obviously, I definitely believe in GeoRank. I think it can be affected, all of these things, even though I haven't necessarily tested them out. I've, I've played with them on the FBA inventory side or open cases with Amazon to get reimbursement, things like that. Talk to me about maybe just one or two of some of the, the most common myths that you're, that you're um, getting pushback from as you're, as you're bringing this to market. Yeah, so um, one of the common ones is that GeoRank uh, normalizes over time and that like, you know, after a few months or even like a year of selling a product that your rank normalizes, which is just, uh, yeah, it's completely, you know, untrue. Um, so one of the case studies that we have, um, my partner took a look at, you know, really, really like, you know, it's a really well-known brand, uh, Clean and Clear, um, but he showed that even, you know, over two week period, right, there was uh, one of the main keywords, acne treatment, right, for this product. There, there was a range of ranks from like uh, six to, to 107, right? So, you know, if in that, this product has been on the market for 10 years, it sells 7,000 units um, a month, right? So if there's any product that was going to normalize rank, it would be something that's been on Amazon for 10 years, has thousands of reviews. Right has, you know, selling 7,000 a month, but it's still, you know, even for one of its main keywords, right? There's some keywords that it does well across the country, sure. But one of its main ones, acne treatment, um, it's not doing well at all, not at least not all across the country, right? So there is really, there is no normalization of, of GeoRank. You have to, you know, go in and, you know, kick butt in all the areas of the different country, of the country separately um, to, to, to have any, quote unquote normalization. Yeah, I can see people uh, you know, thinking that that would happen and saying that wanting to know the why Amazon would do something like that. And for me it's pretty clear. Um, I'm sure they have a database of keywords across their catalog and a monetary value attached to those. Like what type of revenue comes into Amazon through those keywords. And let's say it's acne treatment and that product is out of stock in that area. Well, instead of showing customers an out-of-stock product on a major keyword that drives sales for them, they're just going to replace other products and yeah. give them another chance to to be seen. And so if you can understand and think like Amazon and what's best for them yeah. and what's best for the customer experience in some regards, because you might be like, well, the best customer experience is for them to see my product because it's the best product. Well, unless you're out of stock and then that's a bad experience, right? And so maybe the out-of-stock is not your problem. Maybe that's Amazon's problem. But when you come full circle with it, uh, to me, it makes a lot of sense. Um, what's one other one other myth as we round out that that you're hearing a lot of pushback from? Yeah, that that sellers can't affect uh, their geo rank, right? Which you know, again, like we brought up earlier in the podcast, if you just if you drive demand in that area, Amazon will start sending more inventory to that area, and therefore you over time are going to start ranking higher across all your, your keywords, right? Because now you're, you know, you're closer, um, again, like let's say Dallas, right? And let's say there wasn't that much inventory at Dallas at one point. Um, but now you, you're whatever, whatever method works for you, whatever method of your choice to drive demand in that area, you will start to see a, um, you know, your rank go up there. I'm going to have a lot of fun, um, you know, testing these these uh these things out and really watching you know watching the needle move I've, I've done so many things through the years where we're watching you know ranking change uh and that's been with the tool that's probably giving us one ranking and it's probably yeah. why also the tools vary so much from tool to tool in regard to the keyword 
the keyword ranking or the keyword search volume, especially if it's, you know, if it's able to pull in, it's changing um, dynamically and uh, it's not the same from location to location. No wonder the data is not, you know, all the same across the board. So it's super, super interesting to me. Eddie, thanks for coming back on the show um, and sharing what you guys are doing there. Um, like Guava listings and with, with Amazon GeoRank, um, it's been absolutely informative and um, I'm excited to see see the finished product when it's available. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me again. Awesome. Thank you, Hustlers. And thanks again to our sponsor, Fullscale.io. They have the people in the platform to help you build and manage a team of experts. If you're looking for to hire software engineers, testers, or leaders, Fullscale.io is the place to be. All you need to do is answer a few questions and let the platform match you up with fully vetted, a highly experienced team of software engineers, testers, and leaders at Fullscale. They specialize in building long-term teams that work only for you. Learn more when you visit Fullscale.io. Thank you, Eddie. Thank you, Hustlers. We'll see you next time. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time. We do it.